0: Welcome to Rooftop Church. This podcast is part of our Sunday sermon series, where each week we dive into the Word of God and the powerful message of Christ. Know that this is a serious conversation, serious commitment for the next three months. And if you are not yet. Um, if you haven't committed, it's okay. Um, there was plenty of leeway for the, um, the visitors or the unofficial uh, non-members of the church that they have their freedom to explore. Because the, uh, for those of you guys that have never experienced what blocks is, then you do have the freedom in the next three months to just kind of explore and then multiple. So you could, um, uh, so to speak, double dip, all right? Um, I, have, I have been unashamedly um, lobbying for my block that I love and that I serve, uh, which is the Chinona Vale uh, Heights, uh, combining four cities. So uh, for those of you guys that are looking to participate, if you want to just sample what it's like, then you do have the freedom to explore different uh, block ministries. Um, All right, Uh, fast and pray is coming up fast, and and this is another, uh, you guys are getting excited, but all at the same time nervous, you guys are, you know, stressing out because you have to fast. But this is something that we do as a church together. We go on a, a, a week-long corporate fast, and I'll explain more in detail what it is that we do, what it is that you should be looking forward to, and I'll share that. I'll preach on that this coming Sunday. But uh, just, again, mentally uh, prepare, pre- prepare yourself to do this. And for Monday through Thursday, from the 8th through the um, 12th, we will gather uh, via Zoom online. And for Friday and Saturday, we're preparing to have uh, full worship bands, and we want to just gather together. It's a powerful time of prayer and worship. Uh, just think of it as like, man, you, I, I get to dedicate the first fruits or the first few days of the new year onto the Lord. And, um, and take, a, take a week or so to, what am I praying for? What am I seeking God to do in my life and through my life this year? And we have the wonderful opportunity to kind of dedicate for that in the coming season. Um, January 29th, right, is uh, Rooftop Church. It's 8th, but it's 29th. Yeah, it's a typo. But uh, Rooftop Church is turning eight. Yay. It's a celebration. You know what? I thought about this too, right? Um, I'm not going to even ask who's going to be here. You should be here. You know why? I'm, I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm not going to ask. This is your birthday party. What kind of birthday parties with a birthday boy or birthday girl, they do not show up? It doesn't make sense, right? So I thought about I, I don't know why. Like, I was like, God, why didn't you tell me this like five, six years ago? Like I just had this thought because every year like we're playing the guessing game, who's going to be here or not. If you're a member of Rooftop Church... I expect you to be here. Is that, is that cool? I mean, we get to celebrate together. We're celebrating you. We're celebrating God, what God has done in and through our lives. So we're turning eight. I know it's not as like, special as 10, but eight is eight, guys. Remember when we started? We had no idea that we would be eight. Remember, let's not forget that the first two years, like, God, let us get to three. That was like, those were our humble prayers. And like, we had no idea. Nothing was guaranteed, guys. And and here we are. We're celebrating eight years of God's faithfulness and promises. And the most exciting thing about it is not the eight years of what God has done. Man, I get more excited about the next eight, next 18, next 28. Come on, somebody. And we're going to have a wonderful time of celebration. We're going to worship God. And if you want to bring friends, invite them. If you have uh, families and friends that are not churchgoers, invite them to come and say, you know what, it's my birthday. It's my church's, my church's birthday. We're, we're turning eight. And invite them. Maybe they'll come along and just really honor God And, and, and as everyone is getting together. We have wonderful parties uh, prepared. Uh, the gifts are being ordered. Amazing gifts. If you want to find out what that is, you want to come that day. Um, also, we were looking for... Uh, The event's coordinator someone to kind of lead the charge in, um, what is it, preparing that day the event to coordinate that day, and our wonderful Jenny has volunteered to lead the charge. So, yeah. Hey, guys, I know how this works. All of you guys were very shy to sign up because I don't want to be the one in charge. But here's, here's a relief, guys. So, we have the leader to follow. So, we're asking everyone to kind of sign up and, and support Jenny as she's going to lead the charge. And are, are we going to help Jenny, guys? Yes. Oh, it's, it's amazing. We ask, who wants to lead? No one signs up, but who wants to serve alongside the leaders? Like, yay, me! So, Jenny, so you have all of these uh, uh, resources at your disposal, and, and we're going to have just a great time that day. All right, that's all the announcements that I have. And, man, I'm excited. Um, I know that you guys probably have family gatherings prepared, and you have to rush to lunches, dinners, and and, then most of us are Asians here, and, like, we got many parties. This is the busiest day, right? So, uh, but we're going to just get into the Word of God, and we're going to just celebrate this day in the Lord. Meet me in the book of Philippians. It's on the right side, New Testament. Philippians, and we are looking at chapter 3. Just two verses today, verses 13 and 14. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. This is the letter from Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi, 13 and 14. Let's read together in one voice, shall we? Ready? This is a reading of God's word. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, I press on toward the goal to win the prize of which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer before we begin. Thank you, Lord God. We get to worship you, God. We get to start this uh, year, two thousand twenty-three, in you, God, as we worship you, as we dedicate our hearts and lives onto you. Holy Spirit, would you guide us through the time of. Uh, hearing the, the word, God. God, would you guide our hearts? Would you sift through the contents of our hearts, Lord? Would you ready us for the new things that you do have prepared for all of us? God, we pray not just for understanding of the mind, but God, we pray for the faith and the heart of obedience that we may receive and, and, and glean to every word that you are ready to speak to us. We thank you in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I love the New Year season. I don't know about you, but for me, every new year is a time in which I think about making a fresh start. And for me, I I think that it's really important for me personally to to have the option in my mind that, you know what, I get to press that reset button and and I love the sense of, man, I get to start fresh. And perhaps it it came from the old habits when I was a student in college where I, I long for the fresh start, uh, for the toils of my quarter, the 10 weeks long, man, I mean, you know, and I wasn't the best student, so every quarter like it's, it's like downhill. So I look forward to the beginning of the new quarter because I don't know, maybe, you know, I'm not going to say reveal my GPA here in the pulpit, but hey, but at least the day one when the quarter starts, we start all at the top. All of us, when we rock in, right, we're all A students. When the professor opens up the syllabus, we're sitting in our seats. Guess what our GPA is in that room? 4.0. Guess what my grade is on that day, first day? A plus, 100%, impeccable, flawless, yes. Some of you guys are going to play the Debbie Downer in me and say, you know, Scott, that's all going on from." I don't really care. Even if I go downhill from there, it was important for me to understand that this day, when I start, I get a blank, uh, blank slate, I get a clean start of this new season. That's kind of how I look at it. When the new year, new, new year hits, the first day, January 1st, I get excited at the prospect of, man, all that I had gone through, all of the troubles, the turmoils and sadness and disappointments, I get to leave all of that behind. And today, I have a perfect record. And I think this is the reason why gyms get flooded in the month of January. Some of you gym rats here, some of you guys like avid gym goers, some of you guys smart enough, like you're probably avoiding the month of January. And you, like you, you like, we kind of have like, you know what, I'm going to let these guys, eager beavers, just work out in the month of January because come February, they're all gone anyways. Anyways, that's beside. I, I, I digress. But we have this sense of um, longing for the new beginning, and we set New Year's resolutions, maybe it's finally time for you to get serious about fitness and hit up our fitness group, fitness rear over there in the corner. Maybe you get a consultation with him. But, but we get filled with this sense of hope, excitement, that we get to do something different. We get to expect something different, something completely new that we had not seen in the years past. And we are eager about this fresh start. Maybe you're finally reaching out to, um, to set new goals, maybe financially, maybe family-wise too. Maybe you had seen just unfruitfulness. Maybe you had seen not any breakthroughs in your recent life. But at the turn of the new year calendar, you, you have this sense of like, God, I expect new things. God, I'm going to reset. Maybe you've been running really hard. Maybe you've been working really hard. So God, this year, God, give me a new strength. We press that fresh, refresh, renew button. I'm here to tell you guys, it's not enough that we get excited about the new season. I'm here to propose to you guys that as people of God we want to make sure that we are ready for the new season. Not don't be merely be excited about the new season but be ready for the upcoming year. And I suggest these 3 things for us today. 3 things. First, release the past. Second, ready the present. 3, reach for the future. Say with me, release the past. Ready the present, reach for the future. Turn to your neighbor and say, release, ready, and reach. Verse 13, Paul is saying, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, Paul is saying, the first thing I do, one thing I do, he says, I forget what, is, what lies behind, and I strain toward what is ahead. Paul talks about this important principle of whatever it is that you had been through, whatever it is that you had seen and gone through in the past, Paul reminds the readers, forget everything that lies behind you. And this was particularly important for Apostle Paul. In case you don't know Paul's life, In case why this is so significant for Paul, Paul grew up as a very devout Jew. He was born into the Jewish family. He was educated. He was a a, a Pharisee, meaning he was one of the religious leaders. If you know a little bit of even more in-depth history, he was a leader among all the Pharisees. He even led the charge in persecuting Christians, remember, If you read Book of Acts chapter 8, he was a main guy persecuting, imprisoning, and at times, even putting to death the Christians. Paul says, and it's funny, in chapter 3, the earlier verses, he lists his credentials. He tells us that he was a Pharisee among Pharisees. He was a devout Jew. He talks about the family that he comes from. And he lists his credentials. But at least for Paul, when he had contemplated, when he had looked back in his life, most of his life was filled with regrets. To the point where he says, all of my accomplishments, all that I had seen, the life that I lived in the past, I'm going to leave them behind. I'm going to forget about it. So much so that Paul considers rubbish all of his accomplishments, his reputation, the prestige that he had, the family honor that he had, the position that he had in the society. He says, I'm going to leave all of that behind in light of Christ. As I have now discovered Jesus, all that I had seen in the past will remain in the past. That's the context. And I think we should learn a lot from what Paul is conveying to us because many of us, if we're not careful, we can live our lives looking constantly looking at the rearview mirror. We get so fixated about the past events. We get so fixated about what we had seen. We get so fixated about what we didn't do. We get so fixated about the mistakes that we had made. The things that we did not do. The failures that we have been involved in. The the shortcomings that we have seen in our own selves. We get so fixated. And I think it's very important on this day, January 1st, can we just say, God, today I commit to release the past. I'm going to let bygones be bygones I'm not going to leave my behind in the past. We're going to do the opposite, leave the past behind. Amen? Some of you guys are parked in the past. Some of you guys are like, man, this is what I know. This is what I have lived. This is all I'm going to see. We need to just get up and start moving towards the future. It's really hard for us to... Uh, not get caught up in the past because it takes discipline. It uh, um, It takes a lot of commitment for us to leave what lies behind. But unless we do that, we can't properly usher in the new things that God has in store for us. Think about it. If our hands are filled, if we are grasping tightly things of the past, there is no room for God to do new things in our lives. The Bible teaches us, reach forward. How are we going to reach this is what we do. We re- this is how we reach forward, because we're unrelenting, and we refuse to let go of the past. And today, let us properly release the past. And I want to tell you this. Uh, let me share a little story. About 12 and a half years ago, uh, I experienced um, my first uh, crashing my first personal computer. I know, um, it's weird. Up until then, I guess I was one of those fortunate ones that my hard drive never crashed. But about 12 and a half years ago when my son was just still a toddler, my desktop computer at home just crashed. Don't judge me, you Apple people. Don't say, Scott, it's because you have PC. It's not about that right now. Some of you guys are like judging me right now. But my computer crashed and all of my photos, all of the photos of my firstborn child, completely gone. Not only that, all the photos of 2000 to 2009 or 2010, all gone. All of my pictures, all, some of you guys, my, my kids, when they were young, they had no idea that baldness happens later in life. So they thought that I was, daddy was always bald. And some of you guys also think, oh, Scott never had hair. That's a lie from the pit of hell. All right? I had hair before, but it's all of my all of my evidence of pictures with hair gone that day. So I was like panicking. More so than losing the photos of my young child, I was like my evidence is gone. My time, my 5 months time in, in Hawaii, New Zealand, my 3 years time in Afghanistan, all of these wonderful photos gone. So I inquired Two experts in the computer. I took it to two shops. Uh, even a church member, they said, there's nothing we can do. And I was, like, devastated. I was, like, freaking out. I was having a meltdown. I was, like, what am I going to do when my, my, my child asks me, dad, do you have any baby photos? Like, son, stop asking questions. And now, thankfully, like, Facebook has uh, memories so i think that way i have a lot of photos from during the the, the miss gap years um I, I remember just having to decide then and there i say god i'm gonna bury this god i know and i told myself that i'm never going to let my past memories be greater than my future dreams i say, guys i, I said god all of these photos are going to be done with, but God, I look forward to the new memories that I'm going to make in the future. And I will make sure that I do the virus check, computer (laughs) maintenance, and God, I will do my part. But God, can you... And and God spoke to me clearly, said, Scott, you have dreams that are much greater than the past memories. All of your accomplishments that you wanted to archive, you want to remember forever... And I remember God clearly speaking to me said, God, Scott, I have even more amazing things planned for you. Dear brothers and sisters, I want to remind you on this day, maybe you guys have great memories. Maybe you guys have seen amazing blessings of God coming through in your life, even in the past year. But can I just submit to you? Can I just tell you that God has even greater things that you have ever, ever seen before in the past may your future dreams may your prayers for the future what you are desiring in your heart for the days to come be greater than what you have ever encountered in the past amen that's a good place to say amen 2023 will be a season of new blessings season of unfolding of new promises amen 2022 it's not only the regrets that we want to leave behind. I also want to encourage you to leave behind your past successes as well. And that may be the tough part. You know what? It's easy to leave behind the C's and D's and F's. It's easy to leave behind the, your failed portfolios in 2022 it's easy to leave behind your mistakes in your relationships. It's easy to leave behind the scars and the pains. But also, we are to leave behind the things that we had done well. We are to leave behind the successes as well and cling forward to what God has in store for us in this new season. Again, leave your past behind not you're behind in the past. All right? All right. Some of you guys are laughing. That's a sympathy laugh. I, I welcome it. It's okay. I have no shame. All right. So the first thing is what? We release the past. Second is we ready the present, and we reach forward to the future. This is a little bit complicated here because I think these two go hand in hand. And, and, and let me explain what, what Paul means here. He's saying you got to live mindfully the present. The present has to live intentionally. And Paul says the only way you live faithfully the present day is when you have a clear view of the future. And he's saying your vision of the future impacts and determines the life that you live in the presence. And for Paul, this was quite important because Paul is saying, he's saying, now I live way on, way beyond my life here on earth. He's now, Paul is not reaching, he, he's not looking towards to dying well. He's saying he's now living, living for the eternity. He's saying, now I reach heavenward. I reach heavenward. So I'm not just straining towards the better 10 better next 10 years i'm not just reaching forward what my good retirement i'm not just looking forward to finishing well my life here on earth paul is saying he's taken a step further my vision my sight is set upon something beyond so far beyond my life here on earth paul is saying my i got my sight set upon eternity in heaven and that Eternity is now driving my present-day actions. Guys, think about, you guys remember riding your bike? How do you ride your bike? Maybe you, uh, parents with young children, do you remember when the, uh, the kids, they were riding their bicycle with training wheels, right? And you're, you're teaching them, uh, the, the wheels come off. I, I did it with both of our kids. It was a big deal. We had a huge celebration at the park, Right? you're riding, the only way that you can go forward is what? You got to pedal like crazy. That's your present-day action. That, that's what you have to do. But the way you, as you're pedaling, it's also important, if not more important than pedaling is what? You got to look ahead. But the kids, they can't figure this out right away because when you tell them, and they're, they're wobbling the whole time, Right? And, and there's, they get, they're so scared and their eyes are just glued to the pedals and they're just moving their feet fast and going everywhere. It's not until they realize that it's not just about the pedaling fast right now in this moment. The only way that I'm able to go forward at all is if I'm looking ahead of where I'm going. Come on, somebody all of your present day efforts and actions will only be validated by how far you're looking ahead. And I think this is important. It's just another reminder what we are living for is that what are you driven by? What is that marker that you're looking ahead today? Is it the next five? Is it the next 10? Some of you in in mid 40s, is, is it the next 20? Because, man, 60s are coming, that's gonna be good, right? Retirement? Paul is saying make sure you set your marker even far beyond what you're seeing here on earth. Look ahead, heavenward. So we release the past. And we are faithfully reading the present. Because present faithfulness guarantees us future fruitfulness. When you are looking ahead, now you're motivated. Now that motivates you. That compels you to work hard. That compels you to do, for you to do what you are required to do. And we're not going to deceive God. Remember Galatians 6.7, 6, right? We're not. We're, God is God. God cannot be mocked. God cannot be fooled, right? You should not look to reap where you have never sown, right? So now we have the responsibility of reading the present. We live hard. We work hard. We love and serve hard, and that's what we are called to do for the present. As we are faithful in the present with the future in mind, and we progress day by day, moment by moment, and soon we will realize when time has passed, we're able to enjoy the fruitfulness of our faithfulness of the present work. I'm sorry, I'm going back in time, but I, I think you guys are getting my reference here. Paul is saying, Strain forward. As you're straining forward, ready the present, live hard. That word straining forward, uh, the reaching forward, that concept in the Greek language is dioko. Another translation is pursuing. Paul he loves that word. Paul particularly loves that word in the context of say, hey, flee temptation, p- flee the evil desires of youth, but pursue. Diogo, righteousness, and godliness. Paul says, eagerly desire the things of the heavenlies. And pursue hard after it. Live hard. Live intentionally and faithfully. One of my favorite authors in, in the Christian leadership, John Maxwell, once said this. The choices you make, make you. The choices you make, make you. Not the dreams that you have. The dreams that you have, that don't necessarily make you. It could be the start of it. The visions that you have, the goals that you have, do not necessarily make you. The goals and the visions your, are your, that's, that's your marker. But the present-day actions that you're involved in, those will make you. You become what you choose to do today. At the end of the sermon portion of today's service, I'm going to lead us to write down some New Year's resolutions. Perhaps you haven't done them in a while. I'm like, what's God... That's the old stuff. We don't do that. I don't set goals because I don't like failing. (laughs) I don't set goals because, you know, I don't want to limit myself. I think I want us to do that because sometimes we desire things, but we don't commit to the necessary actions and process that will lead us to where we want to be. So I believe in just practicalness of, man, let's put feet to the vision that we have. Let's not just be dreamers, but let's actually live out what God has placed in all of our hearts. Life is rarely about chances. I do believe in life is more about as a result of the choices that we do make. All right? The last portion here, verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus, I think I already discovered this. I I, I talked about this. The distance which you are looking ahead determines the substance of what you are living for. The distance which you are looking ahead determines the substance of what you are living for. Temporal things or the eternal things. What are you driven by? What are you craving? What are you longing for? If the things that you're longing for, if the things that you are waiting for are just merely temporal, like the things of the earth, I encourage you to look beyond. Look a little bit further. As people of God, as Christ followers, you and I are called for eternity. There's a longer chapter, just slightly longer than your 80, 85 years of life here on earth. Just a tad longer. But that's what we are looking forward to. Paul is saying, he's encouraging us, you press on toward the goal which God has called me, heavenward in Christ Jesus. And may you and I be encouraged on this day that we will set New Year's resolutions. We will set goals and and dreams. But we also long for, eagerly yearn for, uh, just eternity being one and with Christ Jesus, our Lord. So, as I bring this message to, to, to an end, what are you looking forward to? What are you having to say goodbye to? What are some things that you want to make sure that you leave behind? What are some of the things that you don't want to see happen again in the year 2023? Let us properly release the past, ready the present, and reach for the future. I'm gonna just leave with you one last uh, verse Matthew chapter 9, verse 17. 16 and 17. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth in an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the terror worse. Here we go. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins, if they do the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour out new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. They would ferment fresh wine in in animal skins back in the day. And when they do, it was imperative for them to prepare new wineskins of of newly slaughtered animals because the process of fermentation would certainly expand whatever container that wine was being held in. And Jesus himself is alluding to the fact. He's talking about, I'm the new wine. Here's a new season. He's talking about doing away with the old Jewish traditions. He's, He's talking about the old way of being reconciled unto the love of God. He's talking about there's a new sheriff in town. I'm the new way. I'm the new wine. He said, you better be careful because if you don't have a new way of preparing me, ushering me in, you're not going to be able to contain me. This means as we are preparing, as we are praying for the new things for God to do in our lives, that you and I should be ready. Would we have, Would we be the proper conduits? Would we be the proper containers for all that God is pouring into us? Family planning, vocational planning, ministry opportunities. You and I have to be ready. You and I must be ready to receive the new things that God is going to release upon us. I'm going to invite Daniel to the front. um, Lead us into just a quiet song. But this is what I want all of us to do. I promised you earlier that we want to properly ready and usher in the year 2023. And I think there are important things that we want to leave behind the past, release the past, and we reach forward. And I want you guys to make a note. I don't know if you have it. I did it on my phone a few months ago. And, and during the time of uh, one of the staff meetings, we were going through a book, and it was, like, so powerful. And um, I think Tiffany at the time was a CM director who made us kind of, like, jot down notes and stuff. And, and, and we wrote it down, said, let this be a reminder. So I, re- I set the reminder for every Tuesday at 6 p.m., I get a notification. And this has been happening for the past, like, 9, 10 months. And I, re- I am reminded in the way that God has spoke to me. And we're not passing out papers, pens, cuts. That's the old way. Get out your phone, get on Google Calendar, go on to the reminder option, and write down, what am I leaving behind? And what am I reaching forward? And, and just as God is speaking to you, As you're praying right now, just be proactive. Make those notes. And then as for the reminder, I leave that up to you. If you want a daily reminder, go for it. If you're like me, you want a weekly reminder, go for it. A monthly reminder, go for it. But may this be your prayer. And this is your way of saying, God, God, I'm serious about doing life. time, it's okay. This is not just a resolution it's like hey I'm going to do all of these things it could be as like what you want to see happen maybe this is more of a prayer exercise of faith I'll set your reminders too. You know, in the church that I grew up in, we did this every New Year's Eve. Uh, parents would um, take us or the more appropriately drag us to church, um, 10 p.m., and you, you sing for two hours, and then 12 a.m., that's when we would start. And during the service, uh, they would hand out just blank pieces of paper, and made you write down and then they will give you a random uh, verse that you that you pick out of the basket and that somehow became like your life verse for that for that year if you're unfortunate you got stuck with John 1130 Jesus wept (laughs) Bible nerd joke (laughs) but um I, you know, I look back, um, we don't do that enough. I think it's very important that we reflect properly the time that we have just come out of. And it's also important that we are mindful and deliberate about the new season that we are entering in. So I'm not going to be there for every day with you. I'm not going to be there for every week to remind you. But at least that you know this moment that God has spoken to you today. You know the promises that you have made with God. You have made clear the prayers that you're praying that God sees and He hears. And the year 2023, may it be the year where you see God's hand so evidently that you're falling more deeply in love with him trust and faith grow even more immensely than ever before and I really pray that for you would you pray that at this time would you just close your eyes from where you are you don't have to read them but you know what you have just written down would you just quickly pray and say God I just invite you God God I believe God I strain forward God I strain toward what is ahead of me Lord and God give me the faith and the courage to leave behind behind all that's in the past, Lord. I bury them in the past. And God, fill my hands, fill my heart with new wine in this season. to move into time of offering your tithes and offerings we give on to the Lord and we're still giving on to the online platform so you would have to go to rooftopchurch.com and give as, a play, uh, as God conveys to you as God has been so faithful and generous to you uh, perhaps on this first Sunday we give in faith expecting that God will do amazing things uh, in our lives And today also happens to be the first Sunday of the month, which means Communion Sunday. So um, if you're watching us from home, uh, forget that there's a camera that people uh, prepare the elements. And for those that are joining us in person here in this room, Last things that Jesus did was to convey to his dear friends, his 12 disciples, that this was the new way of honoring him and remembering him. That every time that the church gathered, every time his followers gathered together, he says, Do this in remembrance of him. So today we honor Jesus' command for us, and as we partake in the bread we do believe that that's the body of Christ broken for us. When we take a drink uh, of this grape juice or wine, we remember that was the blood of Christ shed on the cross for you and me. And we believe that on this New Year Sunday, that Jesus is the one who makes all things new. Jesus says, I make things new. I come to change I come to inspire and, and revitalize. I'm the giver of life. And we believe that in Him we are also made you. So let's pray. Let me pray one more time, praying for these elements. God, we thank you for your precious sacrifice. God, if not for what you had done on the cross, God, we would have no way. But because of your death on the cross, we now can approach the throne with great confidence. Jesus, because of you, we are now invited into this wonderful communion and relationship that is intimate and real with our Heavenly Father. So Jesus, we thank you. And God, we remember that you walk with us every day, every moment of our lives. So God, we receive these elements with such gratitude. And as we partake in these, God, we long to be.